Hello everybody, Garrett that's skewed and reviewed here, and we've got your weekly skewed cast. A little bit different than usual this week, as it has been crazy wrapping up New York Comic Con and some other projects have come in. Got a ton of game reviews uh, in the works, and we also have Michael off doing things. We had film screenings this week. Justin was off doing things, so I just decided we're going to keep it short and simple, and I'll do it uh, myself this morning. And hope everybody's having a good week. So for those of you who don't know, I'm the creator of Skewed and Reviewed. You can catch us online at sknr.net as we cover all things movies, games, television, pop culture, travel, entertainment, and more. And so this week we had a bit of news off the bat from Marvel Entertainment. And that was that due to the script issues and the uh, exit of the director for Blade, it set a chain of events into motion which are causing delays for various projects. So, for example, Blade is now pushed through to September 6, 2024. Deadpool 3, which was announced for September of 24, is now going to come in November of 2024. Fantastic Four has been pushed out of 2024 and will now schedule uh, to arrive on February 14th, 2015. This is rather an interesting date because the original Deadpool film came out around Valentine's Day and had uh, a lot of success. There is an untitled Marvel film that is scheduled for February that is now in uh, scheduled for November 25th. And of course, this is going to push one of the new Avenger films, Secret Wars, is going to be pushed from November through uh, to May of 2026. There was also a film that was scheduled in May of 2026 uh, that doesn't have a title as of yet that's been pushed off the schedule. Just means it's been pushed back. You know, remember, that's the beauty of these things. They can be pushed forward. They can be pushed backwards. I also wanted to mention, in addition to our site, you can catch our uh, work in Skewed and Reviewed the magazine, which is available at Barnes & Noble and various uh, online outlets. You can also catch us at Pinal, P-I-N-A-L, central.com, keyword skewed. It's a network of 10 uh, newspapers, or 12 newspapers now, in 21 markets where you can um, get our game reviews. Just look keyword skewed. And of course, each week I'm on BJ Shea's Geek Nation on KSWFM Radio. And uh, we put the simulcast on the site. We just recorded a really nice segment the other day, and that'll be airing soon. And, of course, you can catch us on uh, Sci-Fi Radio and various outlets, depending on uh, where you watch. Conventions are kind of wrapping up right now. We're not going to have anything for a little bit. I know, personally, my next convention is going to be the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. So right now, we're kind of changing gears, getting ready for the holiday gift guides, getting ready for the next issue. And yes, I know, even though we're not even at Halloween yet, we already have to move that way. It's just the nature of uh, production. And uh, wanted to switch gears a little bit and talk about some movie news. Now, unfortunately, with the tragic passing of William Hurt, the question of uh, who was going to be playing Thunderbolt Ross going forward in the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been brought up. We just talked about Marvel movies, so I think it's very timely we bring this up. Well, now we're getting word that Harrison Ford has actually signed on to the projects. And for those who follow the character, you know he's got a very interesting character arc. So it'll be really, really 
interesting to see where he uh, goes with this. Now, Harrison Ford has got a lot of projects in the work, not the least of which is the next Indiana Jones film that really brought the house down when they showed some footage at the D23 Expo. We have uh, some photos up of the props and stuff that were on display. So that'll be interesting. You know, there is a question about his age and, uh, you know, is that going to limit what they do with the character and all of that? And I don't see it in any way, shape or form. If the man can still pull off Indiana Jones, he'll be able to do what Marvel needs him to do. Uh, Another thing that has uh, really surprised a lot of people was the news that Liam Neeson is uh, about to step back into a film franchise that had been thought dead. There had been plans to reboot it, and this thing had been kicked around forever, but now we're told it's definitely gaining momentum, and that would be Liam Neeson continuing on in the late Leslie Nielsen's footsteps in a Naked Gun film series, and apparently this has got a really good director. It's got Seth MacFarlane of Family Guy and Ted Fame as a producer. It's got a lot of stuff going for it, so apparently the idea would be that Liam Neeson actually plays a uh, child or the son of uh, Frank Drebin. So they'll be really uh, curious to see if they can pull that off and also hear how his uh, comedic timing is. We have a review on the site for the brand new movie Mortal Kombat Legends Snowblind. And if you're a fan of Mortal Kombat, which is celebrating its 30th anniversary, you are probably definitely going to want to take a look at this one. It is an animated show, but it is rated R, very violent, very graphic. The opening segment right there puts any doubt to it. My wife even asked exactly what I was watching when she saw one scene. And another uh, part of it, really extended, very graphic, very violent finale. But it has a bit of story character development in the middle. I thought it was a bit slow and uh, plotting in the middle. But from that, we get the really good action scene and the really graphic and over-the-top finale. So, good stuff. Speaking of graphic and over-the-top finales, this week I screened Halloween Ends, which is listed as being the end of the current Uh, trilogy of Halloween films. So a little confusing here. Basically, for those who haven't followed the films, what they did was they went back and they said, we're going to pretend all of the films after the first one never happened. So they did a direct sequel 40 some odd years later in the timeline to the very first film. And that gave us Halloween, Halloween Kills, and then now Halloween Ends, which is set four years after the last film. And so the idea behind it is interesting in that Laurie is trying to, uh, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, is trying to move on with her life. She's writing a novel. She's, you know, Michael Myers hasn't been seen for four years. The town is kind of still holding their collective breaths, trying to move on and that sort of thing. And a troubled individual who was caught in a tragic situation is basically it kind of makes you think he's going to become the new Michael Myers. Uh, You know, did Michael possess him? That sort of thing. And then, of course, obviously Michael is still around and that becomes a big issue. And it was, I'm trying hard not to give anything away, but essentially it was like they had all these different storylines. Is this the new Michael Myers? Is he possessed by Michael Myers? Is Michael really there? You know, all this kind of stuff. 
where's Lori's state of mind? What's going to happen with this? What's going to happen with that? And it was almost like at times trying to do too many things at once, and they couldn't quite decide, are we going to have um, a straight-up slasher film? Are we going to have this whole question about state of mind and where does evil come from and that sort of thing? And then at the end, it just kind of uh, became what people, I think, went in expecting, that we had the uh, you know the psycho spree and then, of course, all leading to the grand finale. So... I'm curious. I mean, the critics aren't going to like it. I was kind of mixed on it, but at least I was entertained. I did feel it was better than some of the Halloween films that were out there, and I'm certainly curious to see how it is going to be received long run. It's already tracking to do exceptionally well. And then uh, follow-up, it's also on Peacock right now for those that have the premium tiers, so those are things to definitely keep in mind um so you know if you have nothing else going on this weekend you like the halloween movies watch it going forward though that's where the real question is apparently the rights to the film go back to producer mustafa akkad's son and um that's where the whole thing is because bloomhouse had the rights they did the three film series and now the rights are over so you know essentially their attitude is we're done with halloween we've told our story but we'd be clueless if we thought that there will not be another Halloween film somewhere down the line. Now, speaking of another horror franchise, I've been trying to really wrap my head around this one. A lot of people have been asking, when are we going to get a Friday the 13th film? Well, as you know, uh, or may not know, the rights have been held up in litigation. Uh, essentially, the screenwriter for the original film has been involved in an ongoing dispute with the uh, director slash producer of the original film over who has the rights. And I'm not going to get into very complicated copyright laws that say that after a certain time, the rights go back and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So uh, there has been uh, an update um, you know, the, the, to the situation, but it's even crazier than uh, before. So here's the situation. The screenwriter maintains the rights to the characters, which allows him to do the rights for prequels, reboots, and sequels. However, he can only do this in the United States. He cannot use the title Friday the 13th. He cannot use things like Adult Jason and The Hockey Mask because those were all things that were featured from the second film onward. As people forget, Jason was not the killer in the first film. So, if he could convince somebody, which I'm told would be a very difficult process, to basically allow him to do a young Jason movie that can't use Friday the 13th or a lot of iconic imagery, and, oh yeah, by the way, cannot distribute the film in Europe, then go for it. Now, the flip side of it is the other side can use the iconic imagery, can do all of this stuff, but they cannot do anything in the United States. They can only release it in Europe. So essentially, it comes back to right where they started from. In order for this to happen, they're going to have to basically work an agreement out, and which they haven't been able to do before. And I saw a very funny comment about, well, if we just wait the 70-something years, it'll be public domain and we can move on from there. So that's where you're going to have it. I have a great radio segment coming up where we talk about the Callisto Protocol and the Dead Space reboot. Got a lot of interesting games coming up in the next couple of weeks to uh, tell you about. We've got several 
reviews and play sessions in the work. But until then, everybody, take care, and we'll talk to you soon. We'll be uh, back this weekend with our regular show length and crew. Thanks so much.